if you were handed uh, one of these sheets this morning on your way in, this is what I'm going to be reading out. This is from Revelation 21. Um, so let me read these words. Maybe you want to follow along. Um, perhaps you want to close your eyes uh, and just listen in. But let's read God's word together. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared. Now there was no sea. And I saw the holy city coming down out of heaven from God. This holy city is the new Jerusalem. It was prepared like a bride dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne. The voice said, now God's home is with people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, sadness, crying or pain. All the old ways are gone. The one who was sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this, because these words are true and can be trusted. Yeah, thanks very much, Hannah. So what happens when you ask thousands of people, what's your happiest memory ever? This is partly why you got the paper and pens. It's fine if you've already drawn something, but if the younger ones would like to maybe doodle down, what's one of your favorite memories? And uh, older ones, stick your hand up and I'm gonna come around the room and ask you, what's your favorite memory? What's your happiest memory? There are no happy memories in this room. <laughs> There's one over here, that's good. I'm coming over this way. Yes, what's your happiest memory? Your family, that's a really nice one. Great, thank you very much. There's some hands over here, Lily Mae, I'm coming around to you. Family's a really nice one, isn't it? I wondered if we'd get a few like high scores on computer games and things. When I got my twin pandas, Daisy and Rosie. Yeah, that's really nice, isn't it? Did you say twin pandas? Wow, real pandas. Oh. You did adopt a real panda, that's really cool, isn't it? That is a happy memory right there, I like that one. Yes getting my MacBook from my granddad. Yeah, okay, getting a MacBook. That's a happy memory, isn't it? One round here, yes. When, when me, my mum and everyone went camping. Yeah, that's a really nice one. When your mum and everyone went camping. Cool. I'm going to go back to the front. But um, So apparently, in I think it was 2014, a group of musicians and artists actually did this, and they asked thousands of people across the country, what is your happiest memory? And... By far, the, the most responses, they, they found hardly anyone really talked about stuff that they owned, um, but most people talked about people in their lives. And the word that came up the most was home. You can understand that, can't you? Home, that's the happiest memory. And as we reach the end of our holiday club teaching, we see a glimpse of the future that God has prepared for his people, and it's all about coming home. It's a home where there'll be no more sad goodbyes because there'll be no more death, sadness, crying, or pain, we saw in our reading. It's a home where all God's people will live together as one family. We had a few about family. God's wonderful place, to use the idea from Holiday Club, is a place where people can live forever in happiness. Now, it will answer questions like, why can't we see God now? Why does God sometimes see so, seem so far away? 
why can't we just know instinctively who God is and just live with him all the time? Why, why not? And that's because that's for the future. That is the future that God has prepared for his people, this home. So, from our Bible reading that Hannah read right at the beginning, let me tell you three things about this home that God has prepared for his people. I'm going to need some helpers up at the front. The first is that our future home is a new earth. So, can I have a young person up at the front, please, just to hold up this one to remind us that we've got a new earth. So, just come up at the front, someone. It doesn't matter if, like, ten of you come up. You can all hold it. Thank you, Isaiah. Good work. There we go. You can hold that one nice and high. A new earth, okay? So the Bible reading says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared, and now there was no more sea. So Christians talk about going to heaven when you die, um, which is a way of saying that the very second that a person dies, you will meet God. There's not like a delay. You'll meet God then. But that's all oh, the earth. The earth's come crumbling down. But... <laughs> That's not the end, because we need bodies to live. That's how we were created. Hi, Joshua. We can't just float around like ghosts. God made us to breathe. He made us to eat. He made us to drink. He made us to live, to run, to touch. And you need a body to do those things. And if you're going to have a body, then you need a place to live. Have you seen films of astronauts, and uh, they're like floating around in space like this? That's quite an unnatural way to be, isn't it? Now. If you imagine heaven as ghosts sort of floating around like this, maybe playing a harp, then that's not the future that God has promised for his people. God has promised a new earth. Now, sometimes people say, you know, I don't want to go to heaven, it sounds boring, but uh, think of this. Think of everything that you could do that's fun on this earth now. Maybe, I don't know, you like playing football? Well, you can play football in the new earth. Maybe you like, I don't know, climbing mountains. I'm sure you can climb mountains in the new earth. Nothing boring about a new earth that God is creating. Now, some of you might be puzzled by that little sentence, now there was no sea, what's that all about? Well, this is one of the many symbolic parts of the vision. And the sea in the ancient mind held this idea of chaos. I used to do a lot of water sports and sometimes uh, you'd be surfing and you'd like, the wave would what's called close out. So the wave would be building up like this, building up and you'd be watching it. And then when it closes out, it just goes slam like that. And you have to curl into a ball and you'd be rolling around on the sea floor being pushed around by this huge wave. And after like 30 seconds, it would feel like about 15 minutes, but 30 seconds, you'd pop your head up for a breath. And just as you do that, another wave would smack you over the back of the head and you'd inhale a load of seawater. That's the sort of chaos that the ancient mind was thinking, we don't want that anymore. We don't want sudden illness. We don't want to suddenly lose our jobs. We don't want a sudden global pandemic. We don't want all of this chaos that keeps hitting us again and again and again. Just as we think we're in control, something takes the carpet up, out from under our feet. Joshua, don't, come, don't get behind that. So, on, in the new earth, in the new earth, in this vision, there is no more sea, no more chaos. Everything's under control. We can have peace, complete peace. The second thing, and I need another little helper. Is Joshua going to be that helper? Here we go. This might take a couple of you, actually. Yes, so thank you very much. Come on up. What's your name? Ollie, come on up. Thanks very much, Ollie. Do you want to hold this one with Joshua? Now, as you can, oh dear. As you can all see, this is a wedding ring. <laughs> because the second thing about God's wonderful place is that it's described as a wedding in our reading. Okay, now, 
The idea is uh, together forever in happiness. And I know that, of course, uh, marriages don't always work out. And, uh, you know, when two people live in that kind of close relationship, actually, that's a good opportunity to find out all of the bad things about somebody as well as the good things. But um, Claire can tell you all about my bad things. But um, in, uh, in God's new world, there will be this perfect wedding between God and his people, and it will be the perfect marriage. Pure happiness for God and his people forever. The whole verse actually says, and I saw a holy, I saw a holy city coming down out of heaven from God. This holy city is the new Jerusalem. It was prepared like a bride dressed for her husband. So God's people are represented as a city. Why is that? Well, because a city is filled with lots of different people, right? All nationalities, all different kinds of interests, all living together. And uh, God doesn't want us all to be the same. He wants us to be different from each other. And so God's wonderful future is filled with people from all different backgrounds, all different interests, all bringing their differences together into this wonderful city. For those of you who like to go into the detail, those of you who may be regulars here at Christ Church, in verse 3 it says, Now God's home is with people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. But... When it's translated from the original Greek, that last word, people, is actually plural. They will be his peoples. So the emphasis is on this multi-ethnic diversity which will be celebrated in the new creation. That's the city. That's God's people living in the closest relationship with God. It would be wonderful to live with God. So the third thing, I need one more helper, please. We've got, it's a new earth. We've got, it's a wedding. Any more help? Yes, thank you very much. What's your name? Isabel. Thank you very much, Isabel. Do you want to give that a bit of a rattle? We've got a tambourine here. And that's to represent that the new creation that God is making is going to be completely happy. You can't really play the tambourine in a sad way, can you? (laughs) So the Bible says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, sadness, crying or pain. All the old ways are gone. And God's plan to do this has already begun. A future free from pain and suffering is possible because Jesus has already come and died on the cross to deal with our sin. Which is why God says in verse 5, it'll be up on the screen, he says, look, I am making everything new. Not I will make everything new in the future, but I am doing it now. It's already happening. God's plan is in motion. It's a bit like, here we go, I've had this uh, board game sitting on my shelf for about 10 years unopened, but uh, everything is in place for me to play this wonderful game. All I need to do is open the box and it will be ready. So God's plan is a bit like that. Every piece is in place and then we're just waiting for the box to be opened and for us to play. Okay, God will finish his plan. Those are three things. Our memory verse from this week sums up what it will be like when it's finished. I heard a loud voice from the throne. The voice said, now God's home is with people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and will be their God. Trust me, it is wonderful to live with God. And God is preparing a wonderful place, a new earth where we can live with him forever. But now everyone today faces a choice. Will you be part of that or not? Earlier in this week, we looked at part of 
a sermon or speech that the apostle Peter gave to a big crowd. Peter was telling them about this plan that I've just been telling you about. And the crowd shouted out, Peter, what shall we do with that information? This you'll probably remember, kids, is um, when we were listening and if it was a truth, oh, don't worry, Isa. If it was a truth, you had to cup your ear like that. If it was a response to the truth, you had to hold your heart. And if it was an instruction, you had to waggle your finger. This is what Peter's instruction was. Peter said to them, change your hearts and lives and be baptized, each one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Believing this message cannot actually help but change your life. Ask any of the people in this room who would call themselves Christians. It changes your life. And then the next step is to be baptized. And we've got a baptism service planned for the 14th of August. I think we've got about five people being baptized so far. And if you've been listening and you think, actually, I would quite like to be part of that, then come and chat to me afterwards or one of the other leaders, Chris, Hannah. And we can talk to you a bit more about what the next steps might be. And perhaps for you, that will be baptism on the 14th of August. Perhaps you're not quite ready for that yet. Come and chat to us afterwards. And let me wrap this whole thing up with one final thought. Earlier this year, in fact, thanks very much, guys. Do you want to just pop these on the stage here and then go and take your seats? Thank you for holding those up. That was really helpful. So let's put them here so everyone can remember what we've seen. Thank you very much. This is going to knock the music stand over, isn't it? No, there we go. Earlier this year, a plumber came around to do some work at my house. And uh, I got chatting to him about the Christian faith. And he said to me, you know, here he comes. <laughs> Hi, plumber. He brought a hammer. I was a bit worried. <laughs> he said to me, you know the problem with Christians? What they do is they go to church on a Sunday and they speak their own language that nobody else understands. And they don't really do any good in the world. And to be honest, they don't really do anything about all of the evil in the world. They're basically useless, aren't they? He said this to me. I could have pointed out the massive force for good that Christians have been over the years, you know, and how, much, uh, good, how many good things have been started by Christians in, in history. But um, actually, you know what? That's not important. Because all of the good things that we could do will only ever be quite small and quite temporary in the grand scheme of things. But God is able to completely transform this entire creation and turn it into a place where there is no evil. And there's only good and happiness and peace forever. And that is exactly what he's promised to do. I think that's good news and worth listening to. Don't you think, Robbie? I reckon it sounds good news.